Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Second episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. It is a very rainy day in New York City. Hurricane Lee apparently is scheduled to make landfall on Tuesday, anywhere between a Category 4 and a Category 5 hurricane. Oh boy. You don't see that often, having a Category 4 or Category 5 hurricane make landfall in the New York metro area. No, not at all. It has essentially completely skipped... Uh, the southern part of uh, America and it's for just I mean it was raining like it was raining cats and dogs today we to, to take a step back this weekend was a tale of two different types of weather in the city I had to do a 17 mile run on Saturday Ooh. normally on a 17 mile run day you want to get out there as early as possible you want to get as much sleep as possible you want to be as hydrated as possible as well sort of filled with nutrition as possible um, in order to attempt such a feat because you're out there running for at least three hours. Yeah. Why well, did most of those things and then very quickly uh, to a almost farcical level things started to go wrong. So I went to bed early. I went to bed it's about as early as like 9 o'clock on Friday night. Why? Okay. I had my alarm scheduled for 5 a.m. Why did I have my alarm scheduled for 5 a.m.? If I wake up at 5 a.m., I can chug cold brew while I'm getting ready, take the dog out, get the systems jogged up, you know what I mean? Lose, lose some weight early, get everything in, in, in running motion so that I can start light, but I've got all of the necessary nutrients inside of me. Yeah. Well, I go to bed, but... The way that my phone was positioned, I forgot. Like I, in in the when the alarm went off at five, I wanted to snooze, but the snooze button is at the top of the phone, and the turn off button is on the bottom of my phone. And for whatever reason, I messed up and I hit the turn off uh, alarm. Oh! So the next time I wake up, it's seven thirty. Realistically. It's a little late to start at this point because it was, I want to say it was in like the high 70s, but the dew point was low and the humidity was like in the high 80%. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll try. But my stomach wasn't cooperating. I had massive stomach issues in the morning, which led to massive dehydration, if you know what I mean. Um, drank my cold brew, ate some, tried to get some food down in me. But, you know, at a certain point, if that happens to you, you are dealing with major dehydration. Yeah. You might not feel it as much if you're not moving about. You might get a light headache or whatever. You can, you know, work your way around that. But if you're about to sweat hard outside for three plus hours, to lose that much water is not ideal. No, yeah. So I'm up late. I'm taking Oliver out around the block so he can do his business. And I'm like, I don't, I'm nervous, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. And so I pack up everything and I, and, I'm, and I head out. And the second I like leave the apartment, which was close to about eight o'clock, 
this is like way too late, realistically. My friends who I normally run with, uh, they were all traveling to um, Jersey together and they ran starting at 6.30. So you just gotta think, like if you start at 6.30 and then you end at around 9.30, that's infinitely better than starting at eight and maybe ending at like 11.30 when the sun is just like out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I, in my frustration, I'm like, all right, let's just start moving the legs, shaking it off. The first two-ish miles, you're just shaking off the rust. You just put one, you plant one foot in front of the other, you keep moving. Well, for whatever reason, I just ran a little too fast my first six miles. I did a loop of the park, and I'm like, man, I'm running too fast. I'm getting gassed. I look at my water bottle, it's almost empty. So I'll do the one thing. I'm sorry, I did the one thing I've never done before, which is I ran back home. Really? I ran another mile in the park, so it was seven, um, and then I looped out of the park, and I ran home. I actually ran past a couple of doormen on Fifth Avenue who were, like, hosing down the sidewalk, and I was like, hey, do you mind if I run underneath your hose? They're like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so they, like, hosed me down. Wow. And it was, like, ice-cold water, so, like, <sighs> it brings you back a little bit, and I just I gave them the thumbs up, and everyone, like, waved at me. But I got hosed down by a couple of doormen, and then I come home. The AC is running. I am drenched, dude. So what do I do? I refill my water bottle with this energy drink that I can make. The brand is called Pocari Sweat, P-O-C-A-R-I. It is a Japanese version of Gatorade, but it's not nearly as sweet. It's less sweet than like Gatorade Zero, which I like, which... For me, is better because the amount of like artificial sugar in Gatorade is just too much for me. Um, even when I'm tr- like out there running for three hours, it just like it does a number on my stomach. My stomach just does not like that amount of synthetic sugar. Yeah, yeah. So I come home, I wipe my face down, I like rinse my hat out a little bit, I like let the air conditioning just be like, all right, focus, get a pair of sunglasses because it's like a at this point, it's like, I want to say 9.30 or something. It's like, all right, you're going to get back out there. And I get back out there, and I'm slowly moving. And then, like, it feels like my legs are, like, locking up. And it's like, well, you know, there's not nearly as much water in me. I've lost a lot of salt. And it was one of those things where, like, when I came into the apartment, my, my shoes, my socks, my shorts, my, like, running tank, my hat were soaked, like, dripping. And then when I'm, like, leaving again, they're, like, starting to, like, dry. So it's got that funky, like, sweat smell. I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to re-sweat and re-soak this. I run another two miles. So at this point, I'm at, like, 10. And my body just gives out, dude. So for the next seven miles, I just walked. I wasn't, I was like, you know what? I'm out here. Today's not that day. According to, like... All the running trainers out there, they say if you take a running season of training, you break it down into thirds. You have one third of amazing runs where everything's in your favor. You're running as fast as you can. Your body feels great. Nothing can stop you. You'll have a third of those types of runs. And they can happen at all distances. But like if you set a goal and like you smash that goal that day, like you run exactly where you're supposed to run, your body feels invincible. You'll have those. You'll have a 30-year run, so like so-so. You're glad you did it. Nothing to write home about, but you know you got some more tread on those tires. And you'll have a third of the runs that you're just unhappy with. 
for any number of reasons. You know, you might have might have been too hot, might have been too cold, you might have pushed, it, you might not have gotten what you wanted. And this week in particular, I had two runs that I just, you call them bonk runs, B-O-N-K. Your body just hit hit a wall. So on Wednesday morning, I got out a little late, and it was similar weather conditions, just hot, just no air moving. You feel like you can, like, taste the air. It's, like, sickly sweet. And I tried to do a speed session, so, like, 400 meters full-out sprint, 400 meters, so like a loop of the track, theoretically, right? 400 meters straight sprint, 400 meters, you sort of walk back, you rest or jog, and another 400. And normally I can do that. I can do it for essentially, I do it eight times. So it's like overall, it's two miles of work, two miles of rest for a total of four miles. After four total, like four, 400, so a half of the workout, I started to get dizzy outside. And when you start to get dizzy outside, that's like, I sh- you got to shut it down. It's just, you're not, I'm not going to like pass out, hit my head. Yeah. You know, I've, I've run when my vision has gotten, you know, narrow, black and white, matte fuzzy. The world starts to get real loosey-goosey on you. I was like, I'm not doing that. It's not worth it to get hurt at this point. You know what I mean? And so I just came in. And the same thing on Saturday. Like the fact that I had to walk seven out of 17 miles just means I didn't do the run, frankly. But... Mentally, I kept, you know, I tried to jog every once in a while, but it was just, by this time, dude, it's like past noon, I'm still out there, Mm. and it just wasn't the run. My friends were much smarter. They got out at, you know, they were able, and they also had much less uh, elevation, but that's not the main thing. They had their total elevation was like 37 feet, mine was like a couple hundred, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is, it just wasn't, it just wasn't in the cards for me, and thankfully, Come next week, the temperatures drop by like 10 to 15 degrees. We're back in fall running. I'm going to tr- go at it again. You, you just got to shake it off. You know, it's a bad loss. It's like the Chargers today. You know, they got beat by the, they got beat by the, the, the Dolphins in the track. <laughs> Whatever. Chargers, you know, Chargers defense let 535 yards through, the most since 2006. Whatever. Who's counting? Um, so that was Who's counting? Yeah. And then Sunday, we, we went to our friend Greg's place in Hoboken. It was raining cats and dogs. Um, we're talking like the edge, it felt like the edge of like the hurricane. Just like it, it, it came early. It was just a wall of water. Um, drove to Hoboken, and then we just watched all the games. And like it was Carolyn and I, and we brought the dog, uh, Greg, his wife Steph, their two kids, friends like Napoon. It was essentially there was like fourteen. I think it was like fourteen. No. Maybe like eight to twelve, like adults and like four kids, uh, like toddlers, some newborns, two newborn or two, yeah, uh, two infants and a, and a newborn, maybe not even infant, maybe newborn. I don't know. One's like only a month old. You know what I mean? Yeah, close enough. Um, but it was good. Like every yeah, everyone was able to hang out and catch up, and there were uh, Greg and Steph were, you know, immaculate hosts as normal, but you know. If my voice sounds a little froggier, it's because I've been screaming at the TV all day. Um, <laughs> oh, it's not because you were just panting your ass off while you were sitting there running, just struggling. Yeah, right. No, it's 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 football. It's football. It's week one. It's the best time of year. So that was our weekend. Uh, just got home about you know I would say twenty ish minutes ago. Uh, but I want to hear a little bit about 
your weekend because it sounds like it was Gordon's first organized sporting event. Yeah. And I, not, not, there's nothing I love more than kids and organized sports. <laughs> so please enlighten us on how it went for him. Yeah, so uh, I actually was not able to watch any football this weekend. Um, I was out the house the whole time. So the Were you only screaming. Please uh, <laughs> I was not screaming per se. I did like shout a little bit, but I just didn't want to be that parent. And I can say that like, so I haven't been to any of these um, uh, soccer practices. They've had, I want to say, I want to say this was either the second or the third practice that they've had. And uh, the practice is on Friday uh, afternoon uh, slash like early evening. And the first game was on Saturday. And so Lenny had been taking him to, so like I should preface this that, or, or state that um, Gordon has been getting into a lot of extracurriculars lately. I know I've talked a little bit about that, but he, he's been doing drum lessons. He's also been doing gymnastics lessons. And so I take Gordon to those uh, on, a, on a, what, Tuesday and Wednesday. So gymnastics Tuesday, uh, drum lessons on Wednesday. And then Lenny has been taking him to the soccer practices on Fridays and mm-hmm. on Saturday was the game, and it was also um, Lena's dad and his wife's last like full day in town. So they they came to the game, and of course, you know it's Gordon's first game. So Lena's mom also came. So you know we're 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 rolling deep in there. Um, oh, and yeah. so we uh, I, I quickly run over to Target, grab a couple of lawn chairs because we we didn't have any, and um, and and we go. And Gordon, um, he is he's part of the first subs so he's he's out uh you know he's just kind of sitting on the sidelines and like he is not even remotely interested in this game <laughs> the it's four on four the way they set it up it's four on four it's super short the field is maybe like i don't know what 20 yards total okay. um yeah, it's sure. not particularly wide the kids like as you might expect they're largely just running after a ball they largely sure. know which direction they're supposed to be scoring in, but you will definitely hear stories of kids doing these organized soccer games and they will score on their own goal all the time because most of the kids don't have a proper semblance of team. They really just know, oh, I want to kick the ball into a goal. Now, that didn't really happen. And, the, and according to Lena, like this was a marketable improvement over practice. Practice okay. is just like a disaster. And maybe oh, it partially we'll talk about me. practice. Yeah, I, I haven't been to those, so I don't know. Um, but not a game, not a game. <laughs> talk about practice. Yeah, the kids aren't. The kids aren't. They're not interested in practice. They're here for the games. So they, uh, the they they probably do substitutions every maybe three ish, four minutes, three to five minutes of of game time. They split it up. It's hard to even tell if they were doing quarters. They said quarters, like end of quarter, water break, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I wasn't really noticing much <laughs> consistency with that, but I do know one of the coaches. And I should mention, they also don't have referees. So it is like a self-reft game. They're not keeping track of score. It's really just for fun. Although I have the score running in my head because, you know, just why not? Um so oh um, come on you you know exactly why you're keeping score you got you got the stat lines i got the stat lines uh so i'm sitting there watching and and, um right off the bat right so they have the kids you know kick it in one you know one they one they don't like there's no like face off or anything like that uh honestly i don't even know how it normally works in soccer to be honest like there's there's not a proper face off it's not hockey i guess one one team takes possession they kick it from center they kick it back to their team and then you know it's game on and so 
immediately what happens is I think it was Gordon's team's ball. They kick it back and one of the other, you know, the other kid just kind of blitzes it and the kids are struggling to keep possession and keep the ball going forward. That's the other issue is most of the kids are just running full speed. They don't have full control of the ball. So where they run it, where they are running is the direction that the ball is going. So if they're not running at the goal straight on, the ball will not be going into the goal, that possession uh, with a few exceptions. So what happens is <laughs> Gordon's team gets the ball and the other team blitzes. Uh, they're struggling a little bit. The other team kicks the ball. And then uh, one of Gordon's teammates uh, accidentally kicks the ball into their own goal immediately. Like this is, this is first 30 seconds uh, scoring. Like this is, oh, this is what the Brazil fix is was in. What was it? Brazil, Germany, World Cup in 2020. Yeah, the fix is in. You got to figure out who's paying that kid. <laughs> so, so, um, that happens, uh, and then the next possession, very similar. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a self goal, but it was just another very quick goal for the other team. So blue squad, like, so Gordon's team is yellow, and, and the other team is blue. So blue is up two nothing within the first like ninety seconds of the, of the match. Um, after this point, though, things really do kind of settle down. There's no quick goals or anything. Um, but like what I was describing previously, basically the direction that the ball is going is the direction that the ball is going to continue going because the kids can't really adjust and it's such a madhouse like the kids are very often chasing the ball so people aren't really running towards where the ball is going to be they're just running after the ball so whoever has the ball is more often than not kind of in free field um but because there are people behind them, they're so panicky, and, and that's what happens. So there's, there's a lot of, like, you know, the ball goes out of bounds and, you know, kick it back into play. Um, kid, you know, kids immediately jump, uh, and, and, you know, from the other team. Because, like, you know, they, they basically have the kids stand back a little bit, give, like, five, ten yards of space. But as soon as the ball gets kicked, the kids are, are sprinting after the ball. Uh, so Gordon comes in after, like, four minutes, four or five minutes, and um, and he and he's in there. So, like I was mentioning, he wasn't particularly interested. Honestly, he was he just wanted to eat snacks. He kept complaining or telling us that he was hungry. He wanted to eat snacks. Blah blah blah. blah. My guy is literally eating like a. It's like he's eating a meal on the sidelines. It was so it's so why annoying. We play the game. I was so annoyed. It's why <laughs> Dude, we play the I game? I was so annoyed. I was telling Lynn, I was like, I would, I want to keep his snacks in the car. She's like, no, like this is. So you don't understand. This is way better than it was at practice. Like they're having a great time. Whatever. I'm like, I don't care. Like he's here for the game. He should be focusing on his teammates, cheering them on, paying attention to the game. Maybe I'm expecting too much. I don't. But like. I, yes, I know I'm expecting too Say much, but I'm like, I know I understand that I'm expecting too much, but I also don't necessarily want to be like nurturing this environment where he can continue to not pay attention. Like, it'd be better if he was just sitting there fussing on the sidelines, in my opinion, saying he was hungry oh, and he was bored man. than That's if he was actually in you. And so, and so he, uh, he gets in the game and he's, you know, he's running after the ball. He's very similar to some of the other kids. But what I start to notice is that there are other people in this game who are both older and a lot more experienced. And so you start to see that, oh, this kid is not crowding the ball. They're not eight people just, you know, it's not it's not like a scrum where there are eight people just like colliding in trying to get the ball. There are some kids who are kind of hanging on the outskirts like, hey, you know, like the way I played basketball is like, I'm not going to run right underneath the hoop to try to get a rebound. I'm going to try to follow that trajectory, predict where the ball is going to be and place myself in the, in the optimal position to grab that rebound, um, you know, so, so that you get the ball. You want to get to free space so that you get the ball. And so that is what some of the other kids are doing. And you can also see these kids are a bit taller. They are not like, you know, collapsing on the ground every now and again because they're bored. They're very focused. And so 
one of the kids on the other team, who I believe was the coach's son on the other team, he's like, he's got it. My guy gets the ball. He's like, he's able to go left. He's able to go right. He's playing defense. He is, uh, he, he, he's heading to the goal and he's a little askew. He's a little bit off to the right. What does he do? Kicks the ball to his left foot. He corrects that Whoa. bad boy, kicks that ball in. No problem. Goal. Let's go. It's three nothing. Um, and then uh, at some point, Coach's son on our team, on, on the yellow team, gets gets subbed in. And Coach's son on, on yellow team, he knows what he's doing too. It's like basically the game ended up being like a 1v1 with these two super experienced <laughs> kids who knew what they were doing. And it was kind of like, you know, it reminded me of watching, of like if you were playing COD, right, and you get into a lobby where you know like everybody on the other team, for like you've been playing COD for 10 plus years, right? Every, everyone on the other team, this is their first Call of Duty experience everywhere, ever, and it's their first day with the game. That's what it looked like watching some, these, these two kids play because they just knew how to position themselves where they were going to have open field and have no contention. Um, what, the, what the best situation was, though, was when both of those kids were on the field at the same time because uh, more often than not, they were not. They were often subbed out. Like one was subbed out and the other was subbed in. They were kind of on opposite subbing schedules. And so... Uh, or cycles and so at some point they both got put in the game at the same time and like there were some really good battles like the kid uh kid on on yellow team he's kicking the ball and he's going he's about to score you think he's going to score but then the kid on the blue team he positions himself perfectly gets that defense he kicks the ball away last second before the ball goes in it was nuts very similar things happens on the other end though right kid kid uh kid on yellow coach's son who was who was uh, about to score previously he's on the other end and the kid on the blue team is about to score and what is yellow what is the kid on the yellow team do positions himself perfectly plays some defense stops the ball stops the goal there were some like really epic moments in that in that uh, like four minute four minute period there were um like because a lot of the times the ball was getting kicked out of bounds nothing was really happening but um at some point like when this kid was in as well as there was another girl um i honestly don't i don't know the kids names but there was another girl on the on yellow team on gordon's team she really knew what she was doing too and she was killing it um so at some point like the other team blue team was probably up like seven to three i think it was seven to three and then when i started to lose track of the score however was when yellow team went on a really nice scoring streak they probably scored like three or four goals in a row it i don't think we ever really tied it per se but we got close and then blue team ended up scoring like another two goals by the end i truly have no idea what the final score was but it was probably something along the lines of like nine to six nine to seven um blue team but again they weren't keeping track so who knows truly my the highlight though for me was uh at one point gordon started to pick it up a little bit right maybe i'm reading too much into this but gordon's in my mind the way i saw it was gordon started to pick it up a little bit and i was trying to talk to him like hey you know you don't necessarily just want to run at the ball you want kind of want to you know scope like once like some of the other kids on the other team first of all there's no offsides which was such was fucking bullshit there was <laughs> there was one kid who was like chair picking <laughs> like, he this kid Aww. this kid knew this kid knew on blue team that they were going to get the ball and what and sure enough right because you don't need four people playing defense you got two you can have two people playing defense two people playing defense one kicks it to midfield midfield kicks it up to to the attacker who's like super offsides and uh, he just kicks it in easy goal for blue that was towards the end of the game i lean over i was like i uh to lane's dad because you know, he's from england and i'm like yeah he was super offsides like it's not even funny um but so uh gordon he He's able to steal the ball. He's able to get the ball, and he's got clear field in front of him. He starts running. He starts running. I'm like, oh, no, this is a disaster. Not a disaster, but, like, this isn't going to go well because he is, like, 
10 feet wide from the goal wide left. And like I was saying, running straight, ball keeps going straight, goes out, goes out of bounds. But Gordon stops the ball and like he kind of holds up and lets his team catch up. And then the coach's son positions himself a little bit in front of the goal to the right. And the other kids start coming at Gordon and Gordon kind of kicks it through to the coach's son who then takes one dribble and kicks it in. And I was like, oh, there you go, Gordon. Like that, Gordon got his assist. Yeah. Uh, so I was super, I was super proud of that. And uh, Gordon gets subbed out after that. And, I, and he comes running over, just collapses on the blanket. And he's like, yo, I want more food or I want some drink. I'm trying to get his attention. Like, yo, come over here. Give me a high five. And I'm trying to, you know, give him words of encouragement. Um, but yeah, that was it, man. It was, um, the, and oh, all the parents, like, you know, they're, they're clapping. They're, you notice that some of the parents like, have really picked up a lot of the kids' names. So Lena and Lena and her dad are, like, cheering on the other kids, like, by name. Like, go ahead, you know, Johnny or whatever. That's not one of the kids' names, but I'm going to just give a fake one. Um, and, uh, yeah, they I think they had a really good time with it. Um, Gordon made one a, a friend with one of the other kids there. And uh, we found out, I honestly didn't even know. There was, so the, this area where the, the soccer match was, is um, near the community pool where we were at last week where I got stung by the bee. And um, if you walk past the soccer field, there's this, there's this park. Um, and the park's like, I don't know, three minutes, five minutes from our house. Um, we had no idea it was even there. I mean, we have, there's so many parks around the area. There's not really a reason to go to this one. But even so, like, I had no idea there was a park attached to this, like, community center area. Um, so he and his little buddy, we, uh, we all headed up over that way and they hung out at the park for like 15, 20 minutes. Lane and I, we dropped, we brought the cars around cause it was kind of a long walk to get there. And then, um, yeah, headed home from there. Um, yeah, that was the experience. Uh, rest of the weekend, I mean, we dropped off Lena, Lena's dad and his wife at the airport this afternoon. And then we headed into the city. We were going to go to this, um, was a taste of Chicago festival. Um, but honestly, the traffic there was so bad. There was also a football game going on. Uh, the, you know, the Bears playing the Packers. And um, it was just a madhouse. Honestly, we couldn't even get close to even find parking. So we ended up turning around and we just kind of did our own little thing. We got like churros, got Gordon some ice cream. We got some tacos in the city. And then um, and then we found a Rita's Italian ice because there, there are no Rita's near home. We haven't been to Rita's since last year in Delaware. So um, yeah, we got some Italian ice and then, and then came home after that. But it was a fairly long outing, but it was a good time. I enjoyed it. I will tell you right now, that story of Gordon at soccer practice is elite, <laughs> and I love that stuff, dude. Like, I love that you're intense about it, even though you try not to be, because it's just that dog in you. Um, and I think it's really cute that, like, you know, he's more interested in snacks, even though you're trying to get him to, you know, he... Dude. You're trying to Kobe him so early, dude. Yeah, because... So here's the thing, right? Oh, yeah? yeah I know, go I'm ahead. Trying go ahead. To, so... <laughs> I yeah, thought explain. that I wasn't going to be that parent, right? I thought I wasn't going to be that parent. I don't think I'm going to be that type. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be that type of parent who's going up to coach like, "Yo, put my son in," or going up to refs and complaining. But what I do think is that I will be able to see, like, you just see things differently from the sidelines, and especially at such a young age, right? Like, I'm I don't know shit about soccer. I, I suck at soccer. I can't, I can't I can't dribble the ball like you know particularly well or anything like that, but you do see things from the sidelines and you see how kind of how the X's and O's are supposed to work. And so what I want to be able to do is to start to point out some of those things. And again, he's really young, but you do see some of the other kids who are either his age or a little bit older and they have a lot more focus and, and, um, attention to things. And so that's kind of what I want to try to point out. Um, but 
what I what I uh, well, the 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 big thing though is um, I don't know like I don't want to be there for like that participation trophy right like I want him to be competitive with it and feel that competitive uh, uh, factor with it he I think I told the story before how we were playing this like hide and like this hiding game and you have to, let's call it like walk like a chicken and there are these little discs that you're supposed to hide through the house and the person who hides them calls out, okay, find the robot. And then the people who are searching for it have to walk like a robot to find the, the robot disc on the floor, wherever you put it. And when, uh, when Lane and Gordon and I played that game like a year or so ago, Gordon was super competitive with it. He was like, when he would find it, he'd be like, I got it. I win, I win, I win. And then when he didn't, like when the other person got it, like when, when I or, or Lane or I got it and, um, he was like super devastated. He would run away crying and was super upset. And we were trying to tell him like, hey, you got to be a good winner, but you also got to be a good loser too. And, you know, okay. say good game okay. and, and this and that. But, um, you know, I don't I don't necessarily want you out here playing. Like, you, you, do you remember in gym class in high school where some people took it super seriously and other people did not care at all? And then there were, these other, there were the other people who cared, but didn't want to care too much. And so they were okay losing and they were okay being like the team that had all the people who didn't care on the team, but you were also going to show up and you weren't, you weren't going to go down like a punk. Uh, I kind of want him in that. I kind of want him in that area, in that category. Like I, I'm not trying to have him do like these AAU type, like, you know, play soccer, play whatever sport you you're playing in, like now. every single day. I know, I know I say that now, but you know, the, the commitment that it takes as a parent to do all those things is ridiculous. Um, you think if he showed aptitude, you would, you would think about it? Yeah, I want to say we would really we would really consider just about anything that he showed aptitude with. Like we bought him a drum set for his drum lessons because he seems really oh, interested wow. in the drums. But when we go to drum lessons, he just he wants to bang on the drums for like five to ten minutes, and that drum lessons only half an hour. And the instructor's trying to give him direction. It's post daycare. It's getting close to dinner time. He's already tired. So we really decided, you know what? Maybe it's better to let him work out those like you know just that excitement to that you know the 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 newness factor with it during the week so that when we that way when we get to drum lessons he can kind of sit down pretty quickly and focus up with it and it actually did seem to work this was the first week with that um and he was able to sit down and focus pretty intensely um on those drums um not long after we got there although it did kind of fall apart toward the end <laughs> um but um yeah i i think that we we would but we would definitely have to figure something out with it um my Lena's cousin, she is a super skilled um, uh, basketball player, and she was would have been bound for the WNBA had she not torn her ACL her senior year. And she plays overseas now. She does a lot of like Europe, Europe uh, uh, professional play in Europe right now, um, which ironically pays better than the WNBA would anyway. But so I've talked to her uh, to her dad or both her her parents, and they are like super into it, to it still. But they've told me how tough it was when she was a kid. Like, you know, there's, there are AAU games, there's school games, there's this league, there's that league. You want to play with their friends. They don't want to play with this person. It's just so much to figure out. And when you consider the fact that like, you know, the, when you have kids, you're, you're still really working, er, you know, early to mid career and you're trying to make a name for yourself. You're trying to succeed at work. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you have this appointment at like 3.30 p.m on a Wednesday, like, how do you make that work? That's tough. Um, and even if you're able to make them all for the weekend, when do you get to relax and chill and, and just do you for two seconds? So, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I want to say, yes, we would definitely do it. I don't want to restrict him in any way. And honestly, we don't have much of an excuse. We only have one kid. It wasn't like my parents. Like my parents had five kids. We None of us did sports like that. Um, so, or any really extracurriculars. So if Gordon is showing like promise in any, in anything, whether it's music or athletics or academics or anything, I certainly want to try to nurture it to the best of our ability. The unfortunate part about, you know, sports specifically is that they tend to operate on a very specific schedule. And, um, you know, if he's doing some organized, like, you know, if it's the school team, for instance, then, yeah, sure. okay, game at 3, 3.30 or whatever, and maybe you have a meeting at 3.30 and you can't change it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're also, I mean, what's interesting that you brought up about the drum lessons is maybe it's a timing that's not good because it's after daycare, it's before dinner, but obviously, like, these things happen when they happen. Yeah. And maybe as he gets older, his focus gets a little bit better, you know? But yeah. I like that you're throwing him into, like, all these different things. Like, if he shows interest in something, you nurture that by getting him the drum set, by letting him try out all these sports, by just having him try to, like, apply his excess amount of energy into all these different vectors. You never know what's going to stick. You know yeah. I mean? As a kid, you're just interested in whatever. And, like, you're, you're doing such a phenomenal job just to be like, hey, you want to do this? Let's go. You want to do that? Let's do it. Yeah. And, you know, you, you never know. You never know what Gordon could be amazing at or find a passion at. And then you just you, you throw the weight of the organization behind it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's really cool. That's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to hear that stuff. Like, yeah, it's one, it's one game. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. he's still so young. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and the other thing is, like I mentioned, the, some of the other kids are pretty clearly older and I asked Lena what the age range was and she says she thinks it's four to six so like you know that includes all the way just short of seven so you know by that age the kids it's just it's just night and day the kids change so much year to year and I can only imagine the difference between Gordon now and Gordon at six years old and his ability to massive yeah yeah and like that's kind of what that parallel that I mentioned to like Call of Duty right like that really does come into play where it's like you know, you have some hyper-skilled people going up against a bunch of people who just got the game for the very first time. They don't know what they're doing. The game, they just opened the box. They don't even know how to shoot, right? They barely know how to walk. And so that was kind of what it was like watching some of those other kids. And I was wondering how much fun they were, that they were having with it. Uh, they seem to be having plenty of fun. So, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's cool to see. It's cool to watch and, and, and see what he is interested in the i think the hard part will be you don't want to like i I don't know you don't want to i don't necessarily want to force gordon to do something that he doesn't want to do but if he shows Mm -hmm. that he is skilled in something you do kind of have to push them sometimes and you know like 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 imagine if gordon really is like i don't know super if he's like really good at soccer or drum let's just use drums if he's really good at drums but he isn't practicing the way he's supposed to yeah, that's fair. That, I mean, you know, that, as, as kids, you don't have the discipline. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? So that's where you, as parents, yeah, you're, I mean, I, I hear you on that for sure. Yeah, and like, and, and then to take it back to the sports avenue, with sports, you can really measure how skilled you are compared to your peers from game to game. And so if you're not, like, if you are good, but you're not practicing maybe you start to see that you fall off and that is a direct result of you not practicing 
um, you know, in your free time, in your backyard, you know, practicing mm-hmm. your, your handle, practicing your shooting, things like that, um, you know, your conditioning. And so you, uh, you know, if he actually cares and he, and he does want to be better, then yeah, you definitely do want to push. But I guess the other thing is it's crazy how hyper-competitive all aspects of life can be now. Like the AAU, the travel teams, all that stuff, like to make it to the NBA, to make it to the NFL, to make it at the highest levels of most things, you have to be super disciplined. Otherwise, you know, maybe you have just Ben Simmons level, just natural talent. I don't know. I'm, 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 wow. I'm kind of, wow. I know, I know, I know. Wow. I'm kind of, kind of shitting on this dude, but <laughs> um, you don't just ever like, compare Gordon to Ben Simmons. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily. I wasn't necessarily <laughs> giving that direct comparison, but I'm just saying that you kind of have to like it's it's tough to take days off to take time off because you just know that there are parents there are like there's a lavar ball somewhere out there who's training his three kids day in and day out to be the best basketball players that they can possibly be i mean the fact that he was able to get two of his three kids into the nba and his third son was also able to make it you know to what, what was it like ucla one um and and he was at least at some point signed to one nba team so like he had like it's not easy to make it to the nba and he pretty much got all three kids in the door or to some levels like you know star players uh with lonzo and um and lamella so um but like that came with ridiculous amounts of pushing his children and i don't want to be that person because like if gordon tells me when he's like eight years old oh i want to you know i want to be the best drummer in the world that doesn't really mean anything from an eight-year-old so is it fair to push that kid that hard when they make it to say 20 years old and they want they have they have no interest in it whatsoever anymore because just you know they just they did it too much so i mean but you, you i mean i think the thing is like you just don't know yeah you really don't you just don't know <laughs> yeah and and to that point you you know you brought up that good thing about discipline earlier where i know as a kid like I was a pretty accomplished piano player, but it was partly because I showed aptitude, partly because the teachers believed in me, but also because my my mom pushed the shit out of me. Yeah. And if she didn't push me, I wasn't, you know, there's like, you know, you can see somebody's potential sometimes more than they can. And it's a yes. very rare crop of people that like can Kobe themselves up. You know what I mean? Right, right. But you also got to realize the people who can Kobe themselves are just the, the life is so unique where they can turn that you know crucible level pressure uh, by themselves to say i want to do this and when you're so young you know and you're still trying to figure out your place in the world to be able to have that clarity on a passion in music or sports or whatever it's got to be so unbelievably unique to a player uh, to a player to a to a to a kid and so whether it's music whether it's dramatic arts, whether it's sports, whether it's anything, you know, it is that that delicate balance that you were describing of, you know, giving them access, dabbling, but also not letting them quit when things get tough immediately. Um, have them stick around with it for just a little bit. Maybe maybe there are like a couple of early humps that you got to get over before mm-hmm. like this thing sinks its teeth into you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It took me and God of War. <laughs> Is that the fair comparison there? I think it is. I think it is. 
No, um, but yeah, no, it's I'm, I'll be very excited to hear about Gordon's progression in drumming uh, and soccer because it's also nice because it's a little bit of right brain, left brain, and also mm-hmm. just physical activity in both sense. Like drumming is such an active instrument. And yeah, that level of body control, that level of stamina, that you know level of strength, that level of keeping like forcing the brain to start to pick up on different tempos, different beats, being able to switch, you know, between all these different things. It's not easy, uh, and to be ambidextrous and like being able to use your yeah. feet along with both you know hands. It's it's really cool. Like you know the, these these drummers out there that, that know what they're doing it's, it's really incredible to, to see like what they can do when they set out the drum set and on the other side of it with soccer you're having them run around all the time He's, you know you, you were bringing up gymnastics before you know where you can teach kids body control and how they occupy space and how they can move through space um, all this stuff I think you just set him up for such a successful like I want to say relationship with the world only because there's so many avenues and different ways that he can almost pull upon these experiences to interact with the world. And I think that's, that's it's frankly, I mean, to your point, like your parents had so many kids that you weren't afforded the opportunity to do that. And with Gordon, mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't know how good he has it, um, but that's not his job. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Really not on him. But like the fact that you're able to provide for Gordon I think it's really inspirational yeah but if I were if I was with you I'd be I'd be screaming on the field I'd be like (laughs) we gotta cover the spread (laughs) we gotta cover the spread we guys we have five and a half goal underdogs we gotta cover the spread (laughs) ice cream for everybody if we cover the spread Uh, it'll, it'll be great. It'll be great to see like how that camaraderie. I like that. I think the team, the team aspect of it is is pretty important. Um, I would love to see him caring about his team and like cheering them on, being happy if they're doing well. It's still difficult because he doesn't. You know, he hardly knows what's going on beyond what's you know what the crowd is kind of telling him what to do. Like kick the ball that way, do it, keep going. Right? Like he he doesn't really know. But um, as he starts to develop that, that'll be really cool. Like, I don't want to have an asshole son. Like, I want to have him, even if he's not, not in the sure. game. He's not in the game. I want him caring about his team. That's really important to me. Um, yeah. You know, It'll be interesting he, to figure out how you uh, communicate and teach that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, I guess maybe lead by example a little bit with that. Like, if you're not the person who's on the, you know, getting on the coach about putting your kid in, if you're the person who's behind your kid and who's cheering because the other people are doing well. Um, but like, I guess there's a little bit of encouragement that has to go with that too. You don't want your kid to think that you don't care about him, not, or him or her, uh, not being in there too, but just cheering the team on as a whole while also celebrating his or her successes. Um, but yeah, I guess there's certainly a delicate balance because the kid will have feelings about certain things. And, um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to hear how this goes. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I say we get out of here. Yeah, sounds good. All right. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See everyone next week.